The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down turn and run? Or stand up with the best? It's no holes barred. Do you feel that they dealt with Kane's speech impediment in a tasteful manner? Was it an impediment? Well, I mean, he, he had a voice problem. Right? It's an impediment. Well, I guess. What would you call it instead? Like a debilitating injury? Did you take it as it was like psychosomatic? Like it was in his head? Because he just kind of starts talking normal. I guess I never really thought about it. I just associated him with like the PTSD guy from South Park. <laughs> but don't they kind of play up that like all his stuff is kind of not real? Like when he eventually unmasks that it was all like, was it like that? Was it kind of insinuated that like Paul Bearer like told him he was disfigured and fucked up, but he really wasn't. And it was like all in his head or something. I thought he that can't was kind see. of. He can't see. He's not burned. I don't know. Well, that's why I always wore the mask. Did you read the novelization of his life? Uh, no. Do you feel like you've missed out on something? I was going to say I value my time, but I clearly don't. <laughs> what are we doing? You, you clearly don't. <laughs> it's obvious. How many hours have you wasted watching Royal Rumbles? Uh, don't ever question my love for you. I don't. But on your deathbed, I know you're going to be like, you know what? I wish you would have finished that Rumble project. <laughs> hey. Well, not dead yet, buddy. I know. Still got lots of time. All right, Dodie, greatest world ch title change ever project. We are <laughs> on uh, how many of these things? This is our 18th? Good Lord. Yeah. No. And now, now well, that we're how many doing... matches, though? We're, we're, uh, oh, matches? 38. We've done 37 matches so far. Okay, that's not bad. It's our 38th match. Lord. Uh, yeah. And it's been um, <clears throat> it's been a good time. Like, we're... Oh, 30, we... 38? Yeah, 38. Okay. This will be our 38th. Yeah, shit. Okay. Yeah. And it feels a little bit like, have we peaked? Like, we, the, we <laughs> covered three, like, all-timers in a row. All three moved into our top three. Um, and I feel like it's going to be hard to get back to that high. But we'll see. You never know. We could be surprised. I don't expect it to happen you don't tonight, though. You don't think Kane and Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to break that top three? Uh, we get two of them, and I don't think either will. <laughs> I, I think the interesting thing is going to be I mean today will be interesting so please keep watching but um, next episode the comparison of the two matches yeah yeah. do you want to quickly run down the categories that we grade on before we get started yeah by all means so for each of these um, we each give a score out of 10 uh, in match quality 
significance, the moment, build, and aftermath. That gives us a round score out of 100. Uh, and I believe our tiebreaker is significance, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And to just to give some other context quickly before we start, um, our cop rank match has 94 points, so a near-perfect score, six away. Our bottom match is 16. Uh, poor Pedro Morales and, Morales and Stan Stasiak. And around the middle is you're looking at the, in the mid-40s, which is interesting. So we'll see where this one lands out of 38 so far. Uh, but that's kind of the gauge where we're at. So if you're in the mid-40s, you're in the middle. 90 super high. 16 is the outlier low. By the way, I just want to give a quick shout out to the rebirth of the XFL, which just restarted again under the leadership of The Rock. I broke out my Las Vegas Outlaws hat, original Very nice. from 2001. I think my favorite team in that original iteration was the San Francisco Demons. Mm. There were a lot of cool teams. This is going to be the time it works. The last, the second, the reboot actually was pretty good. The pandemic killed that. That was, uh, I was enjoying that season. And I think with mm. like with daily fantasy and other fantasy being such a big deal and gambling, like I think it has a shot as long as it's a decent product. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm not a football guy at all. So like I, me- I remember like in 2001 giving it a shot and watching it and trying to get into it, but I just can't get into football for whatever mm. reason. But I thought their branding was always on point. Yeah. I thought the team names were interesting, the logos and the colors. I thought they did a really good job with that. But that's they gave us a great Jesse Ventura, Rusty Tillman feud. That's right. All right, uh, King of the Ring 1998, we are paused on the cock at 2.14.46, right before the video package for our main event of Stone Cold Steve Austin defending his title against Kane. If you're on the VPN network, it's uh, 2.14.30. Okay. So for those those of you who are keeping track of the difference. Yes, 2.14.46. I'm going to count us in. In three, two, one, play. How come you always count us in? Because I have the accurate time. I love that the first thing we see in this video package is neither Kane nor the Undertaker. <laughs> no, or, Kane nor or Steve Austin. Yeah, excuse me. It's, it's the Undertaker. Well, this—I mean, this was all marching toward Taker Austin at this point already. Like every week, it was kind of obvious we were headed toward that for SummerSlam. That was the big money match that they had plotted out, and they had to get there somehow. Um, you know, Kane <clears throat> originally, right? If you believe the tales was supposed to kind of be a one and done kind of thing, lose a mania, but he got over and it worked. And before you know it, they get another main event guy. So this yeah. summer is all built around Austin, McFoley, Taker, Kane, Vince. And like, that's it. That's your top main event scene that whole summer. And it's super strong and well-presented. It's arguably the hottest ever. Yeah. Yeah. I would, um, I would, mean- I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's probably like, I mean, you throw the rock in there later, maybe the next year, maybe 2000. There's conversations, the, the Hart Foundation, there's conversations to be had. But there's definitely an argument that this is the hottest the company ever was with these four guys on top. And you I wouldn't think, imagine Kane to be one of them. I think when you factor in the weekly TV, yes. Because like you could argue, well, Hogan Andre and Hogan Savage, but sure. the weekly TV wasn't as hot because it was just a completely different product. In the, in the era of like weekly live-ish television with first-run matches, yeah, I would say this is absolutely up there because, I mean, Austin McMahon was just on fire and Taker, Kane, and Mankind were all high-level acts with a lot yeah. of development and a lot of time. And the crowds are just insane. I mean, I know it's many fun. people can take or leave the Attitude Era for various reasons, but 
it, like you watch anything from 98 to 2000, the crowds are just rabid. I mean, just it's oh, just yeah. insane. It's a whole different world. It's almost like a different product. <laughs> it's totally a different product. And it's funny because when you think of the – when I think of the Attitude Era, I don't know if you feel this way too, Undertaker and Kane aren't the ones that come to mind. Right. Like it's it's Austin, Rock, Foley, Triple H, really? That, yeah. That, yeah. That, but but without Kane and Undertaker as this building block, I don't know how much of this works. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> I think Undertaker, <coughs> excuse me, Undertaker later becomes maligned in this era to like, oh, just get out of the way, broken down, should be putting other yeah. guys over. That's later, like 2000, now. 2001. No, here he's a megastar. Like him and Austin, like I said, I mean, that's like a huge money match at SummerSlam. Like that build is one of the best builds they do like to a big time match like that. I mean, those are the two top stars face versus face. Um, they build it for a good solid eight weeks. I mean, really it started before the show, but really from this show into SummerSlam is when it really starts um, fully loaded is almost a throwaway because they're marching completely toward that match. So it's almost surprising. They didn't save it for WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, I think they knew they were marching toward Austin rock is my guess. Right. Maybe. Um, and I think they wanted to sell SummerSlam and MSG as a big time. I got a little distracted because that's one of my favorite segments that they've done during this time. Also with the white baseball jersey. With oh, the and the blood all over him. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is a first blood match. So how did how did Kane win, uh, get, get this? He beat The Undertaker in a match using only one tombstone, right? I think so. And that's why, like, because later they're going to talk about being in cahoots, right? Right. This wasn't though. When did Taker dress as Kane? That's, that's after, after this. Because yeah. I think that's isn't that how he earns the match at SummerSlam? Yeah, I think so. I think so. How he punches his ticket on the highway to hell. They really like the road metaphors, don't they? They love them, yeah. Yeah. Um so Kane is gonna potentially breathe his, his last breath here. That's one of my favorite all time. Me and my friend Andy used to quote that forever and ever. If uh, Kane doesn't win the world title, it's like such a ridiculous proclamation. Like Paul Bearer makes you, or Vince makes, uh, you know, he'll uh, light himself on fire and breathe his last breath. Well, and then Kane's like, all then, right, yeah, I'll go along with that. And then I'll poor burn myself JR. Alive. Yeah, exactly. And then JR right here is like, seriously, like, well, you know, he said he was going to breathe his last breath. <laughs> like he's he doesn't to... win the title tonight. No yeah. other it has to be tonight. He will literally burn himself alive. And I feel. Like going into this, like I know this when you know all the steps and you know wrestling, obviously fucking Kane's winning, right? Right. But it feels insane that Kane is winning here and now. Yeah. Like it's it's early in the reign. Kane is not really established as like right. a, a person who cares about championships or titles. I don't right? think it was super obvious he was winning. Like I thought for sure they would just do some fucking crazy stunt where yeah. Kane, like they burn the friggin' ring or something, and he's in it, and then he's yeah. like still lives. You know what I mean? Because they had already done that a couple times. They did it at the Rumble where they burned Undertaker in the casket. They had the Inferno match at Unforgiven. So it's like they had already done the fire stuff a bunch. So like, I I, I thought him <laughs> him burning himself was more believable to me than Austin losing the title this soon. Yeah. Do you think they took the title off Kane the next night because he didn't respect the hard camera for his pyro pose? Absolutely. They're yeah, like for sure. It. Um, uh, yeah. So to me, it was like, whatever, like it, I think it does dilute Austin's reign. It's just a touch to have him lose, but it's not like he gets pinned. I mean, it's a, 
Oh yeah, that's right. He had the big staff infection yeah. on his elbow. Is that is that just all swelling on his elbow? I don't think I don't think it's all swelling. I, think I hope not. Swollen, but yeah, he had a real bad infection. Oh, I love the urgency right away. Austin bouncing yep. off the ropes, Fez press. Like it's like you get the sense. It's funny, right? Because like Austin is not your typical top run guy. He's not Hogan. He's not Warrior. You know, right. like and and but he's fighting a monster here, so he has to kind of fight him differently. Yeah. Which I like. Red Hot I love hits him with the belt. Kane and Kane had been presented as such a monster at this point too. Like he hadn't really been beaten besides the three tombstones at Mania. Yeah. And I guess the Inferno match. But other than that, he's been pretty unstoppable. So like he's definitely a credible challenger coming in, even despite so like him, me saying like it's unbelievable he would win doesn't have to do with him as much as it does it just seemed crazy they would take the belt off of Austin. Yeah, and and to, to Kane, who like really, I I think still at this point, to me anyway, still felt like just a villain of the Undertaker. Right. Like he wasn't there yet, where he was like a character that inhabits this whole world. No, this um, is kind of where it started. Yeah, I think so. I love that King is pointing out right now that like Kane is like he usually has like a sleeve mm -hmm. uh, off in his gear, so yeah. it's like look how covered up he is to like really selling the idea of um the first blood thing being important to him well and i think that added to me as a 15 year old or a 17 year old at the time thinking okay he's gonna burn himself that's why he's wearing the full because that's what he did it unforgiven with the inferno match he wore the full sleeve and they lit his arm or whatever so i think that spoke to it even more that they may you know they may be going that route that's why he's got the double long sleeves on right Oh, Kane really struggling to get Austin up into this, whatever this is going to become. I don't want to discount too. Like you don't think of Austin of having to struggle card wise following anyone, but like, this is right after hell in a cell. Yeah. Foley. Like, you know, that's, I mean, it's Austin. So they, it works. The crowd is still hyped, but it's like, that's a tough spot to follow. And they're super hot. The crowd. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't have imagined that one of the most famous matches of all time just happened. Right. And I now, think it's actually shrewd that they had those back to back. Cause if they put anything else after that, it would have been real tough. Oh, so I think definitely. they knew Austin would be ungodly over enough that he could carry the crowd following that. Now, were you like me? I've said this before on different shows. I think the idea being that like, um, when I watched this show live, cause I did watch it live. I didn't leave this show thinking about mankind going off the cage anymore. No. Yeah. So I'm I would, with you. I like, I was like, Oh my God, Austin lost the belt. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? like, which is insane. It's a show. I think that doesn't actually get talked about enough as like one of the most memorable pay-per-views in company history, which is crazy. I, I mean, I just don't think it jumps here. Like if we did one of our draft days of like most important pay-per-views or most memorable pay-per-views, something like that. Like, I feel like I'd have to think before this popped in my head, which is completely wrong because you get this title change and you get the hell in a cell that those two alone. Yeah. Make it. And, and Shamrock winning the, the crown over the rock like that's the rock team. yeah yeah and head uh uh head getting pinned <laughs> with shoulders yes. so a lot going on um i like i do like the cage lowering down do we ever find out who lowers this hell in the cell down no i think it's just supposed to be vince, vince. yeah but he's ordering in the owner's it. box right he's just up there. well it's not him he's ordering his crew to oh, raise it up and down is it the uh, boss man <laughs> he's not there yet but... well he might be backstage he could have been he could have been <laughs> um but no i really like I like that addition too. It's like, you got the cell there. Why not add the stakes? Yeah. I love this too. I was about to crush them. Like, that's a cool. It's so aesthetic. good. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it, it looks like he's trying to murder him. Right. Now, That's what I feel, I, yeah. It feels like Kane is like a hired serial killer to, yeah. to just eliminate this guy altogether. I do like now that Kane is now moving towards smashing his head more. Yeah. Because yeah. like, that's how you're going to win against Steve Austin in this match is by busting right. him open. Cause he bleeds in every match. Yeah. The um, it's, it's a cool story too with Vince because like, he's so desperate to get the belt off Austin. He's even willing to partner with like Taker and Kane. You know what I mean? Like, like he's, he's really selling out. Yeah. He's like, you know, not Taker yet, but Kane. He's like really selling out to do anything he can. Like it's like fully failed. He had two shots at it. Yeah. Um, Vince fires him. And now, you know, he turns to Kane and tries to have this monster beat him because he's going to think if Kane wins the belt, is he going to be controllable? Like, you know, he doesn't really have a guy right now. <laughs> he he tried to murder the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah. So it's like he's really kind of selling out. That's how much he's already hates Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Is that jelly uh, on his back? <laughs> yeah, probably. I believe it's uh, raspberry. Is what yeah, it looks like it. So... I, I guess maybe it's because Austin's hurt, but so far they're not really doing much of anything in the match. No, it's been all punch, kick, throw into the cage. No. I don't think King could, was doing much at this point anyway. Like his matches were very much just punch, kick. Yeah. To me, it's really not until 99 that he starts to add a right. little bit more to his repertoire. When X-Pac teaches him. Yeah, I really, it's this, around that time. This spot here where the cage is rising and yeah. Kane is like on it, I yeah. love. Like it's definitely really cool. He's choking them all hanging. Yeah, it's but this must be so yeah. dangerous because yeah. you're gonna reach a point soon where you can't jump off anymore. Right. Yeah, that's good. I mean he's lucky he didn't tear a bicep or a shoulder, like flipping over and hanging on like that on the way down. Yeah. Now it's I mean, <clears throat> for as basic as the work is, like they're at least adding a very unique aesthetic to it all with the yeah. Some of the spots with the cell. I would and say like you said, they're wrestling to the stipulation. They're just trying to bust each you know, other open. Kane is trying to bust open Austin. I think Austin's trying to figure out any way he can to rip Kane open. I mean, they just didn't have much option here. Yeah. I don't like as much when he, they start going to the aisle like this, yeah. but that's, that's a general pet peeve with wrestling in general. So I don't want to hold it. Right. Especially but, this era. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I just yeah. like, like for instance, in the last <coughs> match we watched last time, uh, last episode, like Triple H gets escorted out and like Austin sprints after him to attack right. him. That's what I think is missing in something like this where they're just walking right. together. Yeah. I forgot about the whole stable thing. Vince, the owner's stable box. Thing. Why would the owners want to sit so far away? That's a luxury suite. Mm. Build that shit closer. They do nowadays. The more modern stadiums. Oh, so back in the day, they did it because they wanted to. To have extra seats, so it was just built up at the top. But now, in, if you look at any modern, like major new arena, they're all in the middle, right above. Well, they're the first they're after the first bowl, right? Yeah. Essentially. Now they're I mean, fighting on the ramp, igloo, right? This shows at the igloo, which I, oh, actually wasn't that fairly new at that point. I think so. I hope because it wasn't ninety-five, summer some ninety-five, like one of the first shows there or something. No idea. This is the same ramp that Ahmed Johnson trips and falls on at the 98 Royal Rumble. <laughs> sure is. Fuck, they're fighting over a suplex on the ramp, too. Ugh. See, the igloo was built in... Oh, I am way off. You want to take a guess when it opened? 1984. 1961. Fuck. It's older they renovated than the... it. It's older than the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, they renovated it in 93, but and then they demolished it in 2011. I don't know. I thought it was new. Okay. Well, that explained the ridiculous 
luxury box is way at the top then. Yeah. 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 So I do like that, like Kane's trying to smash them into the lights and using the set. Like yeah. I, I thought that's, it's a bit different. I think they're having a hell of a time lighting them though. All right. Vince is like screaming at the, if he's screaming at the announcers, he's screaming at the follow spot guy too, right? Oh, definitely. Get the fuck in there. Oh, this looks like a good hurt. Okay. Oh, that he, he, he blocked it. I thought he was gonna you know, do the Stevie Richards around the back of his neck. Yeah, like whatever they have to catch that railing. That thing's yeah. like what, like two hundred pounds? Like it's not. Well, it's light. funny. It's funny because I this is why I love ninety seven, ninety eight, and ninety nine. It's so gritty still because they hadn't gimmicked a lot of the stuff up yet. It's yeah. so unpolished, but they're they're pushing the envelope more. But they haven't figured out a way to make it professional. So you get this real grimy, gritty feel that feels more dangerous. Four years from now, they have a padded barricade. You know, like it's, yeah. and I'm all for safety. I'm just saying, like, there's this cool little period where they push the they push the envelope more, but they're not really prepared to do it in a professional way. So things that look more real and brutal. Well, like in the end, I mean, I mean, that's one of the biggest problems I have with the modern product is it's just too sterile. Yeah. Right. Like, I think there's a balance to be found where you could still have your safety, but right. still have like still make it look. I don't know. Like the world is lived in. Like I want the world to be lived in. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this felt so. That's why this era is just so special. Like it just felt so real and, and gritty and the video packages weren't polished, but they were dramatic mm. and intense. Great. And the graphics were a little more rudimentary still, but it was still felt edgy. Yeah. Like the production was on point, but it looked, it just looked underground. Yeah. It's Which really when what... they start polishing it up in like 2000 is when you lose that. Yeah. And when everything starts to feel the same. Like yeah. when they when they get away from like the different pay per view sets and like, right. um, up until this last slam, I don't like Austin's offense. I don't like him jumping on him on the ropes. I don't like right. offense in this match that clearly could never make the person bleed. Right. Nothing. Every single thing has to be, but like, well, I don't know if his his approach is trying to make wear him down enough to maybe like pull the mask off and cut him open or something because maybe. I don't know how he can cut him open otherwise. There's really no way. I guess now maybe on top of the head or something, but I love the fan to the face. Yeah, though. that's a good shot. Yeah. Well, they definitely take advantage of the mask by hitting him. He's hit him with some pretty stiff stuff to the mask, hit him with the belt pretty good. But I think as the mask is shielding the blow, they can hit him a little harder. Yeah. I do think too they do a good job of like covering that Austin's back was bleeding. Yeah. By saying, like, no, the ref has to make sure Earl Hebner just got fucking leveled, by the way. Yeah, it did. Um why doesn't Austin just use the gasoline and set him on fire? And then the searing right. of the flesh will make him bleed. Yes. Although it would be hidden under the costume. Um, well, I, I would assume the costume would burn off. My dad used to tell me that if you, you're in a tent and the tent catches on fire, the tent material will burn into your skin. Mm. I think that's the thing. I think Kane's, that's what I was thinking. His material would actually burn in and you might not see the blood. Oh, I see. Do you think that he's just wearing blood? That's why his suit is red? Do you like the Paul Barra era with the this hair? Fat, I think we talked about this. But. The fat man? Yeah. Oh, everybody listen to the fat man. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he's good. He's good at it. He's good at it. Um, I'm going to say something. I'm never a huge fan of Paul Barra mm. at all, I don't think. so. I mean, this is the time where he's the most like a high-level player in the yeah. promotion. I mean, 96, he's a in the, one of the big storylines or take her mankind, but like Cornette still kind of drives the, 
heel side. And then 97, yeah. he's a big part because he's teasing Kane and all that. But you still have the Heart Foundation that's kind of driving the heel side as the top. And I yeah. guess Vince kind of is here, but he's almost like a one beat of Vince through a lot of this run here from like Mania till the end of the year. Because then even when Taker becomes the devil, he's like right there with him as part of that. Although that it kind of flips there. Like Barris is kind of driving the ship with Kane. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with the with the ministry, Taker is like the clear lead. And Bearer is just like his, his minion almost. Yeah, I like that better. Um, I don't love – I think Paul Bearer is a good talker, but I don't love the promos he's cutting at this point. That's all mm-hmm. very long. It's a fucking miracle that Mick Foley can walk and come down and interfere in this Do you think match. it takes away from the cell, though? Uh, like, is it ridiculous that he's even out here? No, because it's him. Yeah. Anybody he else? He's kind of been up anyway. Yeah, and, and look, even the way he's moving and acting here, like right. he, Austin stutters him right away. He can barely take it, the poor <laughs> guy. Um, from that perspective, no, because he's just, you know. Yeah, we know he's like hell-bent on costing Austin. Like he's, that's been his whole goal yeah. all spring. So I guess it's okay. <clears throat> I do like that the cell is still broken in the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> fell through. It's a very chaotic feel. Like the whole the vibe, everything just looks like yeah. a mess. Yeah, Taker's fucked up too. Well, it's funny because it helps. I think this it helps that Mankind and Undertaker, their music doesn't play. Right. They just come yeah. down. Like it would play now. Right. Oh, you yeah. You have the whole sure. entrance. Oh, great chair shot with Austin. Yep. Eating it. <laughs> That's a spot too that can look hokey sometimes, but they timed it really well. Yeah, it's all Foley. It's Foley's doing that. Um, yeah, I, we're talking about the product being sterile. If Undertaker and Mankind had come out to their music, that's exactly yeah. what I mean, right? right. Yeah. It doesn't feel as chaotic because it's right. like, okay, wait a minute. So Mankind wanted to interfere. So what? He went to the guy who does the music and right. he said, hey, dude, can you play me out? I guess the theory is that someone's always on, on the ready when they see the guy come in. But yeah, it, it's I mean, not as. Have you seen that clip of Vampiro doing commentary waiting for his music to be played? It's so fucking funny. It's so bad. Someone play my music. <laughs> no, it's uh, I think it's in uh, AAA. Oh, oh. Someone play my fucking music, man. That definitely looks like Powerade, that gas can. Why is Undertaker yeah. lighting the referee on fire? I don't know why. Yeah. What, <laughs> is, what is this chaos? Poor yeah, like, in, in all of this, like Undertaker is out to murder a referee on top of everything that's happening. It was an odd decision. Yeah. But he's the face. I know. Was he thinking maybe like he would cost Kane the title by burning the referee to death? (laughs) Other ways you could do it. See the blood. Yeah. Oh, I love this fight for the chair between Austin and Kane. Austin's blood is like again. He's the best. Is he the best bleeder of all time? Probably. (sighs) I mean, Flair, Dusty, but he's up there. But they had hair. He doesn't have any, so it looks different. Right. Uh, I mean, he's better than Rock. That's for sure. He'd bleed for like six seconds, then it would dry up. Rock always looked like it was a blood capsule every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Austin. This is a great visual right here. Yeah, because he's angry too, and right. he's not beaten. It's you know, really Fo- well done because Austin doesn't look weak at all. So if you're going to do this, yeah, do the shock. Like this is the way to do it. He got fucked, and this is Vince's whole goal is to fuck him all this time. So yeah, he got fucked, and it sets up the next program. Yeah, it's it's great from that perspective. And Raw was such a big deal. That like setting up a pay per view, set up the Raw for a title match was like fine. Like it's like it was such a ratings thing still, and yeah. Um. So them setting that up is like it sets up for a big monster night. Yeah. So that's it. We're all quick. Finn smiling. Um. Big shock. Big shock that Kane wins. All right. So match quality. What do you got? 
Well, I mean, I'm, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy. Like, I don't think it's that great a match. Um, I went in last time I watched it, I was at a 3.5. I think now I'm closer to a three with all the walking around. So um, I'm at a six. Yeah, I'm probably like three and a quarter, but seven seems too high. So I'm going to go six as well. Yeah. Uh, significance. I'm at a two. I, I mean, it, it feels like this bump in the road that really only gets us the rematch. Right. So. Yeah, uh, same. I mean, it's Kane's first world title and it's end of Austin's first reign. That's about it. Yeah, I guess I'd be more on board. Like, Kane's <coughs> title, sure. But it's not like he's ever been a world title guy. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's won the belt a few times, but, like, every time he wins, it's like, oh, wow, Kane is champion? All right, cool. Like, as opposed to, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The world makes sense. Um, I'm at a seven for the moment. I think they did it as well as they probably could have. I thought it was shocking. Um, I thought it was entertaining. And like I said, leave. I, I really remember leaving – I was at a girl's mm-hmm. house. Leaving that with my friends thinking – like not even remembering mankind going off the cage. And that right. to me is insane. Yeah. I went six. Um, it's still a great moment. Him with the blood coming down the Foley thing, but the way they cut away though, quick and stuff like kind of takes away from that moment a little bit. Like it's Vince mm. smiling and then out. So like, you don't really maybe get to soak it in as much. Right. And I, we talked about it, but like Foley coming back out. And to me, it does a little bit feel like, I mean, they could have probably used someone else there. I, I don't know who I'd have to think about it, but um. <clears throat> And it just felt like these guys just literally went through hell. Like he was thrown off a cage, through a cage, and like, you know, he's out there swinging a chair. I guess he looked desperate enough, but it felt like a little bit like, eh, probably didn't need to go having him back out there. But it's still a really good moment. Um, Build actually went seven. Like that video package, there was a lot in there. I mean, like a lot of shit happened during those weeks leading up to this. And the whole Kane Taker feud builds to this. It's all the first whole stretch of Austin McMahon sets us up with him trying to use do love. And then it becomes mankind. Then they're fighting in the cell on raw, the Austin with the bloodbath. Like <clears throat> there's so many really super memorable moments. And Austin McMahon is such a big part of the whole feud. I mean, that's the feud. So that's what drives it. So to me, this is like a pretty well-built match. Yeah. I mean, I could, I, I bumped it up to a six. I was at a five. But now thinking about it, like, yeah, it really does tie into um, Austin McMahon more than I probably should have would have given it credit for. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to bump it up to a six. I think it's strong. Okay. That's it. Uh, I went five on Aftermath. <clears throat> Again, not a ton doing. Um, I mean, it's the next night. It's reversed, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you could say that it leads to, to sets up SummerSlam, but I think that's going to come more off the next one. Um, I think you could argue this is really like a zero, but I, I'm just going to go like throw a middle of the middle of the road because it sets yeah. up a big night on Raw that indirectly then sets up the next stretch of stuff. So yeah, so I went six but, uh, with almost the same thinking in that it's I'm just going to give it middle of the road, but I right. really love that moment the next night on Raw so much. Right. Um, I just remember that I'm I'm looking forward to watching it for the next time because I remember the pop being so huge. I, I remember just feeling like. And, and just being such an exciting part of the product. It's like, oh my God, he won it back. You know, like being, feeling yeah. like the world was set right. So that's why I'm a bit higher, but yeah, it's, there's nothing really there. All right. So that gives the total score of 53, uh, which is, um, you know, it's a little bit higher than you would think. <laughs> it's yeah. actually going to put it at uh, 16th it... out of 38. So it's on the top half. 
Yeah, like it ties. Surprise you? Think, uh, yeah, I think it does. Um, it's at the top. It's tied with Shawn Michaels and Brett, the Iron Man. But uh, we have the Iron Man listed as more important, so that's why yeah. where the tiebreaker is. Uh, yeah, like I mean, like look, like I wouldn't imagine that this would be higher than say Bret Hart, Ric Flair, or Hogan mm-hmm. Slaughter. You know, these kind of jump out as like wow, like maybe we ranked them too low, but. I don't know, man. The product was never hotter than here, so right. I don't. Yeah, think it's in my mind, I would have thought this would be more like toward that Sean Sid at the Rumble. Um, yeah, Brett Sid on Raw. Like I thought it would have fell more in there, but you're right. I mean, that awesome McMahon carries so much of it. It's such a big build the storyline, and the match was fine enough. So, and it's unique. Like, was this was this the first first blood match in company history? Uh, no. I mean, I think there were ones. Maybe of the modern era, I think on like a on a main stage, yeah, yeah. I think there I, might I have been ones like in the past, but yeah, maybe an MSG or something. But I can't imagine. I can't. There's never there had never been one on pay per view before this in WWF. Right, right. Um, I don't think we had to read off our top ten. We didn't have any changes from the last episode, but you can see it here if you're watching on video on the graphic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can see our top ten. Uh, Montreal still number one. Right behind it, Austin Michaels at WrestleMania 14 and Brett Taker at SummerSlam 97. Those are our top three that have yeah. clear separation from everything else. Yeah. And if you want some context about what's around uh, Austin and Kane, so like a, a couple of a couple spots up is Michael Sid from Survivor Series, Bret Hart, Backlund, Shawn Michaels, Brett, like I said, they're tied. And it's just ahead of uh, Buddy Rogers, Bruno, Bob Backlund, Iron Cheek, and Undertaker Sid from WrestleMania 13. But it's in there, which, again, I don't think I would have guessed it would have been in that area, but it, that's cool right. and interesting and different. Yeah, I mean, it's only four points behind Sean and Sid at Survivor Series. I don't think many would equate those two matches. No, I certainly wouldn't, not with Sid involved. I mean, it's only four behind Brett and Diesel at Survivor Series 95, which many consider to be like a real classic. But based on our metrics and our system here, it's it's not just about the match grouping so stuff like that that doesn't resonate as much as a moment or bill or boards doesn't stand so all right we'll be back uh every saturday we're here at noel's bar we're either doing one of these we're doing a draft with our friends it's a lot of fun we have a lot of great content northsouthconnection.com you can get all the video and audio posted there everything or you can just subscribe to us on youtube um, or any podcast app for the audio versions as well as all social media we're on instagram twitter tiktok we have everything going on appreciate all of your support We'll talk to you soon. The two keys drops. Everyone take care. John does. This is a place where eternally fire is applied to their body. Teeth are extruded and burned to ground and baked into cakes when to pass around.